Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your co-host, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how you doing? You know what, Tyler? Considering we're co-hosts again, I think I'm chilling. Yeah, yeah. I caught myself too late. I fucked up. But, but today, we've got a very, very special episode for you all. So our channel is obviously Entertainment Expansion. But we will be diving into a different type of entertainment for this week's episode. We are focused on a video game that was actually released this year. And we are talking about Resident Evil 2. What happened to that little voice, like the announcer? You, you really want me to do that? Because we can start this whole thing over again, Tyler. I don't know. I already fucked up the intro. But no, no, you, can, you don't have to do the voice. We both made mistakes so far. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of editing done in this episode, I can tell. All right. So, yep, yep, we're talking a little bit about video games this time, mostly because two reasons. One, there's not really anything to talk about in Hollywood right now. It's a bit of a quiet month for movies. And also, uh, we have been playing it quite a bit for the past few weeks. So, might as well talk about it. Let's start off with Mike. What is Resident Evil 2? Well... Resident Evil 2 is a remake based off of a video game that came out for PlayStation 1 years ago. I'm talking about the 90s. Now, I remember playing this game early 2000s when my older brother had a PlayStation 1 and he had the first two games. But this game is essentially you are the rookie cop Leon and a female college student, Claire Redfield, who go into Raccoon City during basically Z-Day. When the zombie apocalypse has broken out for a couple days, they both go in there to find out what's going on. And you're met with a whole bunch of challenges, a city that's overrun with zombies. Mainly you are in the police station, then the sewers, then an underground secret lab. And there's a whole lot of twists and turns and scares all around this game. Yep, yeah, that's an an apt description of the game. Um, I guess... Since you already mentioned some of the locations, uh, probably just a heads up that we will be more or less going into a spoiler discussion, especially toward the end of the episode when we talk about what we liked and didn't like. So but if you have not, try and, we're going to try and keep spoilers to a very minimum for you who actually want to play the game. Yes, yes, we're not going to go blatantly spell everything out, but there will be some things we will have to discuss. So if you're completely worried about spoilers at all, please, we both. I believe would highly recommend the game. Go play it, listen to us. If you're somewhat okay with spoilers, please keep listening. And you'll understand why we both really enjoy this game. But going back to your description of the game, that's fairly accurate. Uh, I would say I never played the first Resident Evil 2, the one that came out in the 90s. Mike, I believe you have. So besides the obvious huge graphics upgrade, what were the main changes they made to the game? From what I can remember, it was basically the story. So, like, in the remake, Resident Evil 2, Claire and Leon essentially have the same story except for a few final bosses. Um, You face a lot of the same bosses. You're in a lot of the same areas. So, the original game wasn't really like that. Mm -hmm. They kind of had their own stories and kind of went up went off and they did meet up in several points of the game so it's not like all right well they were in this place together how did they not see each other that was answered in the original this game you're kind of like all right you're both roaming around the police station at the same time 
and never saw it. Yeah, that part doesn't really add up at points. But essentially, there really wasn't much uh, big differences. There's a lot of homage play- paid, and the game was honestly the best remake you could ask for. Well, from someone who has played the original, that is the only thing people should be hearing is that if fans of the game are loving this remake, they've waited a long time for it. It. Uh, I'm glad that Capcom put in the work to get this done, and, and they did it right. So I'm just going to start off with what I liked about the game, and then, Mike, if you have anything else to add to that, if there's anything else you liked, please feel free to jump in. But of course. What I liked about it is I'm a Resident Evil fan myself. However, I've not played all the games. For me, I played 4, 5, 7, and now 2. You're telling me you never played 6? No, I have not played Game of the Year 6. I understand it's a fan favorite from what I hear on the internet and that a lot of critics love it, but I haven't gotten a chance. I'm sorry. Game was so good. If you want to drop all the horror and just make it a nonstop action game that takes basically everything Resident Evil out. And yeah, it's great. So anyway, based on those games, what I like is for someone who has not played about half of the games, this felt a lot like the best of both worlds, right? So you have the graphics of Resident Evil 7, really good graphics. And you see that in the facial animations for the characters, Leon, Claire, all the characters look good. The graphics look good. The zombies are really fucking detailed with the gore. Super detailed to the point where a good strategy, especially on a hardcore difficulty, is to uh, keep you in their knees until their legs fall off and they're crippled. The graphics are amazing on that side. And then also it plays a bit like Resident Evil 4. However, the main difference being you don't have to stop and shoot all the time. You can run around and shoot. So that over the shoulder look along with Resident Evil 7's graphics makes a great combination for this. And... After a couple playthroughs, yes, does kind of get kind of repetitive. It's good that over time you can learn where stuff is, and it actually makes it fun to go back through it again. And lastly, I think the other thing I liked is... Actually, there's two things I liked, but the characters, the writing for a lot of the characters, pretty good. Uh, The way they act, the the voice acting is also really good as well. Uh, Leon's great, Claire's great. Everyone is pretty good. And it's it's enjoyable to watch it. The if I had a small negative to it is I wish there was just a few more cutscenes of the characters interacting a bit more, but otherwise that's fine. And my last good thing I'll mention is Mr. X. That is it. Mike, do you have anything else to add? Well, a lot of the things that I enjoyed about it, you did pick up on um, how it did kind of mesh together Resident Evil Seven and Resident Evil Four. So you have mm-hmm. the play style of four, that over-the-shoulder third person, which was a game-changer for, like, game-changer, no pun intended, for third-person shooter video games at the time. Yeah, especially for Resident Evil as a franchise, too. Like, never been done before. You can actually, like, aim at limbs instead of, you know, up, middle, feet. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed how they brought back the horror to the game. Because while four still had a lot of horror elements, that's where the franchise started to stray away from its true roots. Yep, now, yep. don't get me wrong, 4 is still, I want to say, tied for the best game, but 7 is what really brought it back to the horror roots, which is what this did. I, mean, I would say 4 is the perfect blend of what it was trying to do, and 5 and 6 went to action. 
Oh, definitely. But yeah. four is where it started going off the rails. Oh no, it started off the rails a little bit, but still great. But like, there are jumps around almost every single turn of Resident Evil Two. You could be walking, and you think the zombie's dead. Next thing you know, the fucker grabs you, bites bites your feet. Mm-hmm. Or you could be casually walking, and boom, X fucking blows through a wall, and he just snuffs you straight in the face. Yep. Which does happen. It, it really does, and it will scare the shit out of you because you're not expecting it. Um, another thing I really liked is the fact that when Mr. X is chasing you and you go into a safe room and you're hiding from him, you actually hear his footsteps. And the louder they get, the closer he is. The quieter his footsteps are, the further away he is. So that these are like very small details that are really what make this game nail-biting. Another thing that I really enjoyed is just overall like how every single area of the map except for like maybe uh, one part of the sewers and the underground lab, they all link back to the police station. So like in some way, shape, or form, there is some secret entrance and passage that leads you back to the police station. So that Yeah, kind of... I did like that. How it's like almost one big giant map in yes. one way. The one thing I will kind of nitpick here is some of the dialogue. There was a lot of one-liners that Leon had, and it's like, all right, dude, like really? You're, you're going to put a one-liner here? Like, in one scene, you have to get uh, electrical components and you have to start up a bell that's in the police station. And then the bell starts going off and some shit gets knocked off. And then Leon's got the balls to say, I hope I don't have to write a report on this. Bro, you met one cop since you were here. Everyone else has been dead and he's dead too. So who are you going to write that report? Yeah, I I guess you're right. There's uh, one or two questionable lines that seem out of character for the situation that we're in. I guess that's just how they decided to write it, or I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it was funny at first, but when you think about it, it's like, you're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, and you're joking about paperwork. There's, there's a couple of one-liners that are just, like, some of them yeah. really make sense. Like, when Mr. X pops out of nowhere, and Leon's like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, because that, that's something I'd say. Well, more or less. All right, you have any negatives about it? All right, negatives is you you actually touched on this earlier when you were going over the details of the game and that is that the stories are a bit too similar for my liking um for anyone who does not know the the way the campaign is split up is four sections leon a claire a leon a oh sorry leon b claire b with the idea being whoever you start with first on the a section you do the opposite for the B section, right? You get the full story then. The issue is, I personally did Leon A, Claire B. Playing through Claire B, a lot of the scenarios were almost the same as Leon A. So not only does it not make sense storyline-wise, which you also mentioned how some of the plot details don't line up, right? How they're both in the police station at the same time. Yes. Um, that does hurt the game a little bit, I feel. Because, yes, it's still fun to shoot zombies and the tension is still there. You don't learn that many new details from the other side. You learn some new things, but you don't learn enough to warrant another three, four, five hours playing through the game. Yeah. Uh, And, yeah, at that point, after you go through, like, you beat both, unless you're going to platinum the game 100% or you just want to be a a speedrunner and get S rank or S plus rank, there's not much more replayability. And 
the other issue I have is I don't hate how they built them. I just personally don't I just personally don't like them because it's bullshit sometimes is fuck the liquors. That is yeah. fuck the liquors. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of things about the liquors that you're just not gonna like. Some no. people are like, Oh yeah, if you just walk by them and like slowly they don't know you're there. Well, I don't trust that. I, I really don't because I they will say I will I will vouch for that. It worked for me twice. How many times did you try it? Like four times. So it's got a fifty percent. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing that gets you. You walk by them, they're gonna start smelling you, and they'll make a noise. If you freak out at that noise, they will pounce on you. You have to ignore that noise because that noise just means they know someone's nearby, but they don't know where you are. So you need to make sure you just keep slowly walking. Because I did that once. I heard them start screaming. I thought, oh shit, they're gonna jump on me. I started running. That's when they got me. You just keep slowly walking. That's fine. Obviously, make sure you don't touch them. But yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can vouch it works. You know, it works about ninety percent of the time. Killing. Yeah, using that shotgun or grenade launcher if you're playing as Claire, that works most of the time. Unless you know, Mister X comes along and then you got to deal with two liquors and him, and then you're just kind of fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing stopping that. So uh, now we're getting into some more of the bigger details of the game. There is a lot of replayability, but. That's only if you're trying to get that platinum trophy. If you're just a casual person who just enjoys a good story and a good horror game, you're going to have fun playing this game maybe four or five times at most. And that's just to get the full story on both ends. But where you really start having some more fun with the game is if you do try to go for that platinum. Because there, there's a lot of challenges to do. You need to beat hardcore in under two hours and 30 minutes which it's rough it's rough so uh tyler how long did it take you to platinum well i'm still in the middle of trying to platinum it currently at 65 percent. i have a couple more runs to go through but i feel you're asking me only so i can ask you mike how's your platinum going well my platinum's been done tyler um well, as of this recording, when we're recording this, as of tomorrow, you will not have 100% with those two more trophies coming out with the DLC. So, got to get to work on that. Yeah, well, platinum still platinum, Tyler. I have no platinum still platinum. Come at me when you beat hardcore in under two hours and 30 minutes, and then, then talk to me about real pain. I mean, I don't, I don't think I need to get that uh, get a platinum, so. No, you're not going for it? No, no, I don't think so. So close. Now... Should we give our brief thoughts about uh, one other thing we've, I, we haven't talked about at all? Is when you do finish the game, there is more content, too. There's no multiplayer yeah. or anything, but there are mini modes. Uh, one of them, the main one being the fourth survivor. Yep. Where you play as a, an Umbrella Special Forces agent who was knocked out during the, when the outbreak happened. And he now has to run through the map you just played to try and get to his extraction po extraction point before the chopper leaves. It is very thrilling. It is at times exciting, but is also at times very ang uh, angry, inducing, and a bit bullshit. Would you agree? Frustrating is the word you're looking for. Yes, frustrating. I'm just frustrated just thinking about it sometimes. Yes, because this game mode, and if you're a fan of the franchise, 
you are playing as Hunk, the Grim Reaper. So basically this game mode is a speed run of the entire map. You have a set amount of guns, ammunition, uh, gunpowder, and health items. You have to get through the map and survive. If you die, you start all the way back from the beginning. There is no saves. So it's yep. one if you're on. It's either you do it or you don't. Yeah, basically it is down to dodging zombies where you can. And like Mike just mentioned, you are packed full of everything you would ever need. You just can't pick anything else up. So you got to yeah. strategize. When do I use this? When do I use that? Yeah, like it's everything you you need, but a little more ammo wouldn't <laughs> necessarily hurt. Oh, no, it wouldn't. An extra grenade wouldn't hurt either. No, it wouldn't. Um, once you beat that mode, there is another specialty mode. And this is what they call the Tofu Survivor, where you play as a chunk of tofu. And it's the same exact thing as Fourth Survivor, except you're playing as a chunk of tofu. But instead of you having anything useful like guns, all you have is combat knives and some health items. Now, I haven't played Tofu Survivor yet. Is it the exact same way Hulk yeah. goes through? Same exact game, except they just put in it's the Tofu. tofu and yeah. And okay. said, hey, you don't need any of these guns. Just have fun with like five five or six of these combat knives and try I not mean, to die. I'd bring up the logic. Well, obviously the tofu is tofu, right? It's not able to use a gun, but then how would it be able to use a knife? So I'll leave yeah. that question. Um, another cool thing about tofu survivor, and this also meshes in with the rest of the game, is that when you get damaged in this game, that damage stays with you until you take certain health items. So yep. for the food survivor, when you're getting bitten by these zombies, you're literally missing chunks. But when you're playing as Claire or Leon, when a liquor like scratches you and attacks you, you have marks on you. So like it's not like it just does damage to your health and moves on. Like no, the graphics are consistent. And not even that too. It's like there's three levels. Like there's fine, there's caution and danger. So if you keep getting bit, you're on caution or danger. Yeah, you're still alive, but now you're slower, you're limping until you take health items. So let's say Mr. X is right around the corner, you're done. You will so, not be able to outrun him. As well as the facial animations for each state. So like when yes. you're in danger and you look at your character's face, he's actually making a whole bunch of different faces of pain and blowing out, trying to do some goose probably shit. Yeah, he ain't looking that good. Oh. So I feel we've talked a lot about the game, what we liked ending like Mike, I would assume you recommend the game? Absolutely. As a longtime fan of this franchise, hands down, it is tied for first place, in my opinion, obviously, right next to Resident Evil 4. Yeah, honestly, I would put this, having played a good amount now, is I would, really for me, I would say it is slightly better than 7. So I would, for me, also put it next to 4 as like my favorite Resident Evil games. Yep. I also highly recommend it. And I would say, if you're a Resident Evil fan and you haven't bought it, one, I don't know why you haven't, you should go out and buy it immediately full price. If you're a horror fan, please go ahead and buy it at full price. However, if you're a more casual gamer, I would definitely say wait for a sale. Wait for a sale at, say, 40 bucks, 35 bucks, then definitely buy it because it's a game that deserves to be played. However, if you're not a big fan of franchise or horror games in general, after a couple playthroughs, there's not much else to do. So money-wise, wait for a sale. 
but absolutely worth a play. And it's my first game so far this year. But there needs to be a strong game to come out to beat this for game of the year right now. Just saying. Definitely. And another little nice piece about Resident Evil 2 Remake is that so far, everything they're releasing about the DLCs, it's all free. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, I think we're also getting the, uh, again, as of this recording, we're getting the uh, original Resident Evil, how it looked like on the PlayStation 1 skins being released tomorrow as well, for free. Yes. The, the characters, yes. not the whole game. So you're going to be playing Resident yeah, 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 the character skins, 2 graphics yeah. from PlayStation 1 in a 4K game. So it'll be comical. But yeah, no, it's going to look really weird. No, it's definitely great that Capcom is supporting this game with free content. You know, something they don't have to do, but hey, we'll take it. Yes, we will. So let's finish it up. Let's make a prediction. We've talked about it before, but let's see where we stand. Resident Evil between this and 7 is back. It's in full swing. Everyone's loving it. Obviously, Capcom is working on a couple of Resident Evil games. Which one comes out next? Is it Resident Evil 8? Do we continue from 7? Or are we going to try and finish the cycle and do a remake of Resident Evil 3? I mean, it's a tough question. It's kind of hard to predict. Um, we know they're working on both games. Yes, a lot of rumors have come out that they are working on both games. So 3, I feel, might be easier to do than 7. Mm-hmm. Because 3, they already have the story. They just have to tweak it like they did with 2. And basically, they just have to remodel 2 use the same platform that they use for that. Yeah, especially going around Raccoon City. They already have some of the assets of the city. You just have to build out from that. And more or less, the biggest question would be, how are they going to build Nemesis into a more intimidating character than he was in the third game? Well, that's easy. We already had Mr. X, the Titan, in this game, so they just have to build slightly off that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in agreement uh, just based on how games work and how Flipping assets would make the development go faster. I definitely see Resident Evil 3 coming out first, especially since the latest rumors are that for 8, they are not sure which way they're going to go, either third person or first person. So obviously, if they're still deciding that, I think Resident Evil 3 will come out first. And I'm I'm going to make the other prediction. It's going to come out next year. It's very possible. Um, I think it'll be announced this year as a surprise, and the other surprise being, oh, and it's out next year. Because they've done well, it for 7 and 2. It's announced in June, comes out in January. My next question is, yep. for Resident Evil 8, what would you prefer? Third person the way Resident Evil 2 Remake was just done, or first person like Resident Evil 7? I would prefer first person. As would I. I thought it was a very nice touch, and it truly made the game a lot more horrifying. Oh, it well, definitely did at some points. But that could be another talk for another day. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, E3 or whenever they actually announce Resident Evil 8 and if it's first person. Yeah, hopefully. But no, that is it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. Mike, if anyone has thoughts about Resident Evil 2 or what their Resident Evil, what their favorite one is, where can they tell us that? You can find us at Entertainment Expansion at Outlook.com or Instagram page Entertainment Expansion. And here's the thing. If you guys liked this episode and you want to hear us talk more about games or you want us to go back to our movie roots, let us know. We're up for the feedback. We're listening. We're here. Absolutely. Uh, again, this is both movies and games. However, we are we are mostly movie focused. Unless there's a gaming topic like this that's big enough to warrant an episode, we'll obviously do it. But again, please let us know if there's something gaming related you want us to talk about. We will consider it. But for a small tease for next week. Mike, we are we are doing your special episode. 
Oh, yes, we are, and I couldn't be more excited about it. We are talking about the Cornetto trilogy. That's right. Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright, the famous trio. One of the best movie trilogies of all time. We'll be going over all three movies, what we liked, what we didn't like, though that list probably be on the quicker side. Yes. Very good. And it should be a fun episode, definitely next week. So thank you for listening, and see you next week.